We are live. Welcome back, everyone, to the Loading the Bar podcast. Parker McBride here. I'm joined by Matt Wasco. As always, we thank you guys for listening. Um, if you didn't listen to our first episode, we had that released. Um, it was a fantastic episode, so it wasn't on video, but we have it for you guys if you want to listen to it. Um, and here we are with our second ever episode. Matt, you excited to be on for the second time? Well, we just had Christmas and New Year's, and so the New Year's is kind of a nice segue into launching this. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, and, you know, with a lot of things going on right now, a lot, of, a lot of things hitting us from a lot of sides. So having this podcast to do, we're only going to get better and better as we go at managing our lives. So, Oh, absolutely. For me, you know, Christmas time, it's the hardest time of year to stay on it. Oh, um, yeah. You know, a lot of bad food events and things and right. it's tough and i've i've noticed it and i'm excited for the new year to right. get back on it um good on the diet good on the workout regimen and and just be um be doing good on that yeah so i'm real excited for that and i know probably a lot of you guys are too um i've talked to a lot of people really excited to get on it hard january 1st um, yeah. get their diet back in check and get get back in the gym consistent so let's do it well and then not to segue away from what you're saying, but do you like the new mics? Oh, these mics are fantastic. <laughs> I already sound better. Yeah. So uh, the last podcast that I edited uh, took some finagling. Oh, yeah. 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 So I uh, had to work on it a little longer than I anticipated. So these new mics should. I mean, we're on camera now. We got these beautiful mics. Like we're. Yeah. It's taking, we're, we're taking we're, a we're step up. It. Yeah. So and I've already started setting things up to start using RSS feed to distribute it. So awesome. we'll sooner, pretty soon here, all these will be, be distributed, uh, in real time. Nice. So. Awesome. Well, um, one of the things I want to talk about first, um, when it comes to new year's, we're going to kind of hit on a lot of new year's mm -hmm. type topics today and, and right. how we can be successful and set ourselves up for success in 2024. So, um, the first thing that's first, you know, we, we preach a lot of the three pillars here, right. mindset, nutrition, body, mindset first. Right. So we've got to go into 2024 with the mindset. Right. Um, and what that comes down to is not only being committed to success, because mm -hmm. committed to success is a key. Right. But we have to know what we're committed to. What are our priorities? Right. What are we going to hit in 2024? Um, you know, sometimes we can find our priorities get a little bit out of whack. Mm -hmm. um, over time mm -hmm. with not a reevaluation. And so I think it's always important to sit down, reevaluate what's important. What are we going to do in 2024 or for any year? I mean, it's just a good time to do it. And I like to right. sit down and do that. So, um, Matt, I mean, what are some of the, what are some of the priorities that need to come front of mind for, for you or just for, for, uh, people in general that are focused on their health and fitness? Um, I think the first thing is a change of mindset. Uh, a lot of people approach fitness as uh, goal-oriented, meaning when I hit the goal, then I am—I have uh, achieved or have peace or I am happy. Um, and I, you know, we both agree this is a lifestyle. It's approach to how we live our life. Um, so we have to be careful about setting goals that. Um, because sometimes when we set the goal, we we pursue it in a way that the workout or the exercise becomes uh, not fun. It becomes 
work and it becomes not a place of enjoyment. And um, we, we want to change that mindset, you know, understand that when you walk in that door, it's, it's that time that you're there, that's your uh, peace. That is your Zen. And, um, you know, the goals should be, yeah, we set goals and milestones. I mean, I talk about my own, you know, your own personal experiences are relevant because it's something tangible that you can relate to and, and makes it more authentic. So I think it's, I have certain goals, certain weights that I want to hit, um, but they're going to come. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm giving my, my workouts focus. And as I work towards those, um, my workouts are, have a very specific goal, but the gym time is my piece. It is my, um, place that I kind of re refuel myself. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like going back to square one, you know, um, have you ever heard the thing where if you want to figure out the problem, you need to ask yourself why three times or four times or keep asking yourself why until mm -hmm. you get down to the problem. Right. Because the base level problem is not the real problem, usually. I think it's the same way when it comes to gym goals. You know, one of your goals is to bench press 405 pounds. Right. That's been your goal for a very long time. Right. You have to kind of ask, I, I think, you know, when it comes to a, a very specific goal like that, instead of using why use how ask yourself how so mm, if, if it comes point. down to hey i want to bench 405 i want to lose this amount of weight you know i want to even if it just is in your general life you want to have a career goal or something ask yourself okay how am i going to do that how are you going to bench 405 matt well you know you're gonna you're gonna have to be consistent in your workouts because if you're not working out lifting heavy weight you're never going to get stronger right well how are you going to be able to keep doing your workouts well you got to fuel your workouts you know and you keep asking how until you get back to kind of the high level um, priority and goal that you're gonna have to put in place in order to achieve that. Right. And I, you know, it's almost like the, for me, if you wanted to call it a goal, my goal's already been reached. And that is I train weekly. Uh, I eat well. I, um, I don't put garbage in my, in my body. And, you know, I treat myself every once in a while, like anybody else. But for the most part, I, I am, I'm healthy. I'm very fit. And so my goal is achieved, yeah. you know, and that's what I think what, what, with our members, that's the most important thing, right? Is that our members feel healthy. They have more energy for their families, for their jobs, um, do the Lord's work. I mean, all those things are important. The more fit you are, the more energy you have. So in a way, it's almost like our health and fitness being put as a priority can then help lift all the other boats in our life. Yes. Right. The, yes. um, our job, our faith, our family, that type of stuff too. Yeah. I mean, I know from personal experience that when I'm had periods in my life, when I'm tired or I don't feel like I have a lot of energy, I tend to be a little more cranky and a little more selfish. And, um, it's more about me because I don't want to, when my kid asks me to do something with them, you know, not having that energy. I was like, ah, I'm too tired, you know? Yeah. So I get, I become more selfish, you know, and yes, we have to sacrifice our, our personal, uh, you know, desires of wanting to take a nap or, you know, I'm too tired to play with you right now. 
uh, or spend time with you, or my wife wants to go out and do something and I'm too tired. So we have to, we are supposed to sacrifice. You know, that's what love is. It's sacrificial. But it makes it easier if you're in shape, you know. A lot of things are easier when you're in shape. Yeah, that's so in, in many ways, we have a, many members that are there. Um, and I think of the brosses. I mean, they've achieved their goals, mm-hmm. you know. Now, Dave's got little personal milestones he like to hit. But he, he, the, he tells me every time he hits a new max or he does something – of significance in the gym from personally. He's like, he gets up, you know what? I'm not injured. (laughs) Yes. You know, and that's because he's, he's got good form and he, that's, he he practices that first, you know, and that's a switch from when I first started training him. So, yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm going to say is, you know, you should always be growing. You mm-hmm. should always be progressing, never staying stagnant. You know, right. stagnant water gets really stinky and moss grows on it and frogs start yes. living in it and whatever, right? Yes. Flowing water continues to, to be refreshed. So, you know, I, I don't want to spread the message that if you're comfortable where you're at, you should just stagnate. Right. But I think, you know, you need to understand what are you working towards? Because, you know, we all have different seasons of life. And, you know, there are times where... There was a time in my life where I spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time focused on my own health and fitness and building myself to a certain point. Um, and you're right. Once you kind of achieve that and you get to where you're comfortable, it doesn't take as much time um, to maintain. But we still have to be growing in some way. And that may be, you know, we spend more time focusing on something else in our lives. But, you know, always having a growth mindset, um, and it's, it's hard to find that balance because I, I, I get what you're saying. There are plenty of people, myself included, who says, okay, we're heading into a new year. You know, we need to reevaluate some goals. Well, what are my health and fitness goals? Well, I've kind of achieved them. You know, so for me, my goal might just be to continue on that. But then how is me being a healthy and fit individual going to help me in the other things in my life I'm trying to grow, like my career, you know, for example? Right. Right. Well, I, I think you connected a dot there. I think that, you know, you mentioned recently that variety is the spice of life, right? Yeah, last week. Yeah. So uh, that's true in many aspects. The human nature is that if we do the same thing over and over and over, uh, we tend to get bored. And that's why I think those little personal goals inside the gym like, you know, after I hit my bench goal, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to do an overhead press goal, right? Or, and then, and now I'm going to go, I'm going to get back down to uh, 9% body fat because I have a, I just have a little bit more uh, cardio. I can, you know, so I just change those goals up as I'm going forward. And then it keeps that variety in the gym new and different. And uh, so my, the goals I've achieved, which is being fit, isn't uh, doesn't get old. So I, what I'm kind of hearing is like last week we talked about eating the same thing over and over again for every meal versus changing it up. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of talking about that with your workouts, mm-hmm. right? Um, don't just keep doing the same exact workout every day because it gets bored. Change it up a little bit. Right. Still make it a good quality workout that that goes towards your goals right Right. like if your goal is you continue to want to bulk up and get stronger you don't want to change to a a cardio-based 
workout program because it's not going to meet your goals. But maybe you change up a little bit of the exercises you do, um, add a little bit of spice in there, still keeping it to your goals. Yeah. I I like that analogy. Um, I've always thought about that in terms of nutrition, but I've never really thought about it that way in terms of working out. Yeah. Well, and I think with a lot of our members, a lot of them, uh, you know, I'll talk to them pretty regularly about, you know, if I, like, for example, if I haven't seen someone for a while, it's usually a Monday, Wednesday, Friday person that you're training. um, I'll ask them before, like if they show up on my day, I'll ask them, Hey, has anything changed? Are your goals still the same? Or, you know, and and I also make sure there hasn't been any recent injuries that I need to know about. Um, Make sure, because so I know what to set up for them, you know, yeah. So I know a lot of the guys, well, it's not all the guys, but a lot of the guys, there's several that, hey, I just want to bench a little bit heavier, right? So a lot of the exercises I give them, um, you know, if they don't have a lot of base on them, I might give them a little more reps. If they have a lot of base underneath them, they're pretty strong already. I might be doing lighter, or less reps, heavier weight to get them stronger. Um, you know, it kind of depends on what, what they're in their where they're at and what their goals are. And so, um, so it's once you've kind of been down that road yourself, that gives you some insight and wisdom to share with your trainees. Absolutely. I don't think you could be a good trainer if you haven't gone through it yourself. Yes. Yes. That's 100% true. I, even in my own, uh, past marketing experience, when, someone was hired for a position that was outside of their field and I'm in a managerial role. I always like, this is going to be a disaster. And it was, you know, uh, people that didn't go through the ranks came from, you know, a different industry. I mean, that's, you know, when I was in marketing, I was a director, right? I've come into fitness. I started at the bottom, right? Yeah. Cause that's the only way for me to learn. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm not going to pretend like, you know, I was a director. I need to be a, a lead trainer right off the bat. Yeah. You know, that makes no sense. So that'd be assuming something I don't have. So, well, and I think your humility in that is what allowed you to grow to where you are yes. as a trainer. Yeah. Um, you know, and same thing for me, you walk in the door and I'm like, I don't know, act like, you know, nothing and learn from the people that are there and who you see. You know, when, when I walked in um, to the gym for the first time, to Ryan's gym, uh, back when it was Shred, I had worked out on my own for years. I had trained people on my own, not as a certified trainer. This was my first time as a certified trainer. And I kind of just approached it like I knew nothing. Right. And just said, what does this guy know? What can I soak up? What can I learn? Um, because I think if you have the, the prideful mindset that you already know everything, you're not going to learn anything more. And it's that swallowing that pride, having that humility, being willing to learn. Maybe the people in the room don't have anything to teach you, but see if they do. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you have that prideful mind, like oh, I know more than everybody else in this place, you're not going to learn anything. Yeah. You know, you, people have always, always have something to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, 
it, it's not that you know, I learn a lot from you and Ryan, you know, when he was, at, you know, at the gym a lot. Um, but you learn a lot from your trainees, too. Yeah. You know, that's the crazy thing. It's like they have at their they have fields they're in. You're like you're learning stuff from them. Oh, I've learned so much, <laughs> you know, crazy amount. I've, yeah. We were talking today how much I'm learning about crypto, you know, um, yeah. and, and how that's so new um, and to start going down that road, not to diverge our New Year's topic, but, you know, going into the new year, that's something that's very new for me. Well, I think, you know, and we both have a trainee to thank for that. Yeah. That has got us both into it and, yeah. and educated us on it. You yeah. Know? And, in, in, and that's like th- this world is it, it's all about goodwill. You know, it's all about doing the right thing for people. And that all comes back around. And, you know, if, if we as trainers help deliver the knowledge to people of, say, what we know, which is working out, you know, a lot of times I find the trainees deliver the knowledge right back. And, right, and that's that's a really good way to do it because yeah, learn so much from talking to people, knowing people in the gym. Yeah, it's kind of a little off topic, but yeah. So going back to well, the, go ahead. Yeah, uh, back to the New Year's. I had a question for you yeah. that popped in my head that right. I wanted to ask because we talked about you know prioritizing um, your life for the New Year, and that's kind of yeah. kind of high level. Like, okay, when you think about where do our priorities priorities need to be, and then kind of go down from there. But a really common thing that we hear this time of year is the term New Year's resolution. Right. All right. So I want to ask you what your opinion is on the traditional New Year's resolution thing that everyone does the first of the year. Uh, I never give it any mind. Uh, (laughs) No New Year's resolutions. I don't do New Year's resolutions because, um, you know, I think it it, it is nice to have a a new year, but, you know, um, cause sometimes you might have had a, a tough year. And so it's kind of like, you know, I think, I think God was going back to, you know, each day you have the sun rise, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a visual reminder from God that it's a new day. Right? Yeah. Tomorrow's done. Right. Um, it might've been a really bad day, mm-hmm. but God gives us that visual reminder. The sun comes up the next day. Yeah. It's a new day. Right. And it's a new day that we need to start again, start anew. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think so from that standpoint, a new year is like maybe it was a tough year. Maybe it was a a lot of turmoil, but it's a new year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, for some of a positive attitude, it it is like, it's like, hey, I'm putting that, you know, we're going to keep all that garbage that happened in 2023 in that year. In 2024, we're going to, you know, have some changes. We're going to improve ourselves. Yeah. But um, or at the very least, have a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. I think that's more, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, I can shake off 2023 and move on to 2024. But as far as resolutions, yeah, I think, you know, um, really a lot of our goals as far as either it being financial or, um, you know, certain things with the kids or, um, you know, certain family goals, uh, or business goals. A lot of those things are already determined, right? They're determined by what, you know, how much money you have or, or where the kids are in their lives, you know, like, Hey, in 2024, Mary's going to drive, right? That's our goal. She's going to drive in 2024. Um, or, 
maybe you're going to plant a garden. Well, you can't do that in January, mm, yeah. you know? So a lot of things are already determined by the season or circumstances. So I'm not a, I'm not a new res, New Year's resolution guy. Yeah. I think, you know, we all have a, have a path that we're on and you know, how, how I think it should be, the path is not always straight, right? but it also shouldn't have a ton of 90 degree or 180 degree turns, right? right. It's straight. And then when you need to change and reevaluate, you know, you kind of shift slightly. Right. And, and, you know, because of that, a new year's resolution shouldn't be something that's just completely uploading your life and, and, and changing it, you know, in a massive way, make small changes over time. And that's how we improve jumping from one thing to the next. Cause that's what I think a lot of new year's resolutions are. People think, Oh, I kind of want to do this like crazy off the wall thing out here. Something that I've no- never done before or something that's not necessarily a part of my goals and my path and the journey that I'm on. Right. And it's almost a little bit pointless cause I don't have the stat in front of me, but I know that very, very, very small percentage of New Year's resolutions actually end up happening. Right. Um, I, you know, it's, it's been a crazy week, and I, it's been great to pull up the, the stats on New Year's resolutions. But, um, you know, been around the block a while, mm-hmm. and I know that many times I've, I've worked with a lot of people with the air, and as far as New Year's resolutions, they last about a month or two. Yeah. And because, uh, <laughs> and I, again, I was in marketing for 30 years. So um, I remember talking around the office, everyone in December, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? It came up every year. And then, hey, I'm going to be doing this, doing that. And then within, um, you know, a month or two, that's kind of like, feather it out they might try to reestablish something in the middle of the summer because you know it's warm and everyone gets more energy in the summer and then it by the time they get to september it phases out again so yeah that that is an interesting point you bring up especially in the health and fitness industry we see cycles on an annual basis where like seasonally kind of every every year so what I found is first of January, typically people, they want to get on it. They want to hit it really hard. They want to be locked into their health, their diet, all the things. That lasts about a month, maybe, mm-hmm. most of the time. You know, you get into the dog days of February and everyone's just ready for spring and they're just kind of, and, and, and people aren't on it usually February into March. Then about mid to late March, sun starts coming out, stuff starts warming up. People yeah. start realizing, oh, summer's coming. I want to be in good shape and healthy for summer. Right. They panic. They get back on it for April, May as summer comes. Then we get into the dog days of summer and vacations, trips, activities, yep. 4th of July, you name it. Yep. And people, lots of barbecues, parties, whatever. And people aren't eating very good. They kind of get off the wagon and, and school's out. Kids are home and they get off of it for July, August. Well, then school starts back up in September. Kids go back to school. Normal routines come back into right. play. All the summer stuff goes away and people think, okay, I'm going to get back on it now. And, and September, October, and, and into November is usually really good. Right. 
then Thanksgiving comes. And a lot of times, you know, that gets people off the rails, holidays, get togethers, that leads into the Christmas season. And it's starting to get cold out and everyone's just in for the holidays. And that's when everybody falls off again. So it's, it's really cyclical and it's very predictable. Yeah, it is. You know, very what I found the, the first year that I was a trainer, I kind of thought, oh, this is kind of interesting, you know, how this all happened. And then the second year, it's like, it all happened the same again. Wow. Yeah. Maybe this is a trend. And then the third year, by the third year, it's just like, yeah, I know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I think, you know, uh, I think our members, when they realize this is a lifestyle, the hardest part isn't always coming to the gym. It's about what they do outside the gym, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and because if that fails, then that coming to the gym will start failing later. But, um, I found that the talking to a lot of our members, uh, in people that I train in, at, uh, other gyms is that getting to the point of supporting their fitness journey from my, you know, their, their daily lives is really difficult for them. And part of that is family. Like I know, um, people that are in a family and they are going to eat healthy and the rest of the family's not there's a lot of pressure there, right? Or if they go out with their friends and they want to eat healthy when they're out with their friends, there's some pressure there, either verbally or not verbally. So you got to get used to the, where you're comfortable saying no, you know? That is very true. Peer pressure is a big problem. Yeah. You know, and not just peer pressure, but feeling the pressure for family events, friends events, like you said. That's hard. I mean, yeah. and I'm never going to tell people that it's not. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm, I have a tendency to tell people like, I, ah, you know, you, you can do it. It's not that hard even for some of that stuff. I'm like, that, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times it's getting over the hurdle of not caring what other people think. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a hard one for me. I used to care a lot about what other people thought right. and act in a way that I thought other people would like. Yeah. And I find I've heard this a lot from, uh, not to, not to call out your age here, Matt, but I've yeah. heard it a lot from people as they get older, right? That they start to care a lot less about what people think and just doing whatever they want. Right. They realize how unimportant it is what other right. people think. At the beginning of your life, you think the opposite. I mean, think about a kid. I mean, any of you guys who have children or were, you know, all were children at one point in like middle school and high school. I mean, it's always, oh, I got to have this because this is what all my friends have. And I got to, you know, I, I want to wear this because, it, you know, I, I care about what my friends think I look like, or I have to be at this place because of what right. my friends think, you know, right. and peer pressure is really hard to avoid. And it's like, it gets a little bit less as we go on throughout life. So kind of just accelerating that. And even though, even though I'm not quite at that, um, not quite at that point yet. Like I'm just old and don't well, care about it. I mean, I think anymore. you're, you're 26, but you have a mind of a 40, 40 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Way to age me. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, for the older people, maybe they've got it for, there's several of our older people that, uh, they don't have a problem going out and saying, or being with friends or being amongst family or whoever they're with and saying, this is what I eat. Right. Yeah. So it, in my own personal life, um, it was an adjustment for the family mm. that I have to have protein every single meal. I don't eat pastas, you know, um, 
that was a hard one, right? <laughs> and my wife had, my wife loves pasta. Yeah. And now let me segue that make sure that people understand that was by choice. Now I am going to be eating pasta. So mm. anyway, um, but goals when I, are changing, goals so. are changing. Yeah. So, uh, to achieve some of my goals, I had to adjust my diet. So, yeah. but the point is, is like when I wasn't eating pastas or breads, you know, um, that was an adjustment for my wife. Yeah. Right. And it was a kind of a struggle when it came to making dinner, you know, cause we had a certain way of eating. And at the time I was cutting, um, you know, it was, she's, it was kind of a frustration to be honest, you know, and it was kind of like, she'd be like, oh, okay, you know, well, I understand. I get that. It's, it's nothing on her. And so then as time went on, um, she saw the results and then now she's starting to eat healthier, you know, making those choices, not snacking at night, those type of things. Lead by example. Lead by example. I mean, yeah. you know, and it, it took, gosh, it took me a year to lose all the weight, right? I got down to a, under 180. I was like 178 or something like that. And she's like, damn, you know, I was like 9% body fat and really lean and, and now she's like, then I had a new frustration, which is an, a, a lot of protein. Like mm. I don't, I don't sit down for a snack or a meal without a lot of protein in it. It yeah. doesn't happen. Right. I was sitting in the gym just the other day and I was eating a, all I was eating is a big bowl of meat. Right. And everyone came up to me, you're only eating meat. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't bother me that people are like, no rice, no nothing, you know, no beans. I'm like, well, it'd be good with that, but I'm just, you know, I got to get a protein in today. This is my snack, you know. So you have to, those little things, like you might think that's not a big deal, but it's like, you know, they can sway someone not to eat the way they're supposed to. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. Something I've heard a lot from a lot of couples is <clears throat> we have a lot of couples in the gym. Yeah. Um, where they both come, the husband and the wife both come mm -hmm. and they just do really well. You know, I don't know. At first I didn't really know what it was and we noticed that trend. I think me and you kind of talked about that. It's probably been a year or two ago and we were, we were thinking there's so many couples and a lot of our best, most dedicated members are, are the, both of them come. Right. And I think the more that as time went on and talked to them and thought about it, that's a built-in accountability partner right there. We talk about how it's not just the hour in the gym. It's the other 23 hours of the day that really makes the difference to you achieving your health and fitness goals. Right. Well, we only see them an hour a day, the people that come in to train. Right. So not, not even every day. Sometimes just three or four hours a week total. So we don't have a very big effect on them because of that. But their spouse, they're with almost all the time. Right. Very large portion of the time. And so having that accountability partner that's also on the same journey as you and has the same goals, cares about their health and fitness is going to make it so much easier. Right. But you bring up a really good point. I mean, you can't, you can't just force your spouse into anything. So, right. you know, if, if you're in a position where you both are on that journey together and care about that, congratulations. That is, that is super important and super helpful. You know, if you're not, I think what you did is a, is a great example where you just 
you, you know, you hold to your journey, your journey is important. Um, and then over time, maybe the other spouse sees that and sees the results and, 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 um, comes around. Yeah. I think, um, you kind of start to realize that how much, how much absolute, how much value do you actually place on something, right? Uh, on your health, on your fitness and how far are you willing to go to say no? Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to, I mean, anything can be abused. I mean, if you, you can be a, you know, like, you know, pumping yourself up with as, as many drugs as possible and lifting as much weight as you can. And, and it's all about that or looking a certain way and, and, and flaunting that. Um, but our focus is more on, you know, the well-being, you know, because, you know, when you're going to the extremes, then it's no longer about the well-being. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's true for everything. And because, um, you know, everything needs to be put against what is the ultimate purpose. Right. Um, and having more energy, being healthier allows you to do what, you know, basically what is necessary for your faith, for your family and for your own and your own and being healthy. So you can function in those two areas efficiently when it you know when you start putting in two three hours in the gym and you're not around your family your kids your wife's having to do all the work because you're obsessing then it's no longer healthy Mm -mm. right no I, i used to play golf with guys years ago i don't play golf anymore but i used to play golf with guys my gosh they were out playing golf like two or three times a week. And I was, and I, and when I was, I had little kids at the time, I'm like, how can you do that? I'm like, this is just way too much. And then not only that, they're practicing, they're going into the the range practicing. So there's hours upon hours every week they're playing golf. And it was just a couple guys I used to work with. And I was just like, it seems they had families, you know? And I thought that's not something I can do. Right. Um, where you're just, and this golf game is not benefiting. They're not pros. They're everyday Joes. So I've always questioned the amount of time they are putting into something like that to, to, uh, take time away from their families. Um, you know, so, I mean, I guess that there's always a point is what I'm trying to say that you want to keep it within the well being of its purpose. Yeah. You don't want anything to suffer as a result of a good habit. Yes. Um, just like, you know, we could compare, okay, you're at the gym too much focused on your health, then your family suffers. You know, it's, right. it's maybe it's like, okay, if you're, you know, spending too much time at the gym, then your job suffers. I mean, there's all these different things, but it also works in the opposite direction where, too much time at work can make the gym suffer, you know? So that's right. it's about a balance. And, and that's another good point about starting the year is, it, you know, and priority shifting is, is, is finding the balance again. A lot of times we get out of balance mm-hmm. over time. Yeah. You know, your job becomes more and more and more and more demanding. And you have to reevaluate and say, you know what? My family needs more time. My health needs more time. My faith needs more time. And you, re, you shift that balance. So, I mean, think about it in your lives, guys. 
you know, what is, what is the one thing that, or where are the areas you feel like you're out of balance? Where are the areas you feel like aren't getting enough time and effort? Where right. are the areas that you think, wow, I'm spending a ton of time on this and, you know, commit yourself to rebalancing that a little bit. Um, I think that's really important. I believe that, um, mind, body, and spirit are all three very interconnected with spirit kind of being at the top. Imagine a triangle and you have a triangle where spirit is at the top and it mm -hmm. flows into mind and body. Mm -hmm. Spirit is connected to both mind and body. Both mind and body are connected to spirit and then mind and body are connected to each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think those three things are extremely important to keep all three of them because they all three feed off each other. Mm -hmm. If one suffers, the others suffer. Right. We discuss how somebody with a really poor mindset may not be able to achieve their goals in the gym because their mindset is not good enough. It suffers. Therefore, the gym suffers. The health and fitness suffers as well. Right. But I also think at the same time, <clears throat> you know, spirit is connected to that. And I think when you talked about the unhealthy habit of the gym, a lot of times gym can get too high, spirit gets too low, right? When it becomes yes. an unhealthy habit, it becomes an idol in your life, it becomes something you're kind of putting before God. Right. That's when it becomes that idol. That's when the spirit suffers. So I think in any case, you know, they all have to be in a balance. And if it's not in a balance, we can point to a reason why. We, we can find a reason why. Um, that was something to get a little personal. That was something that I had to find myself i was the guy spending two or three hours a day in the gym when i was you know 19 20 21 years old chasing after the numbers wanting to lift them both wanting to be the strongest right really cared about how i looked to people and when people would see me i wanted them to see me as a really big strong buff dude and wanted mm -hmm. to tell people the amazing numbers i lifted and love the people that got to see me in the gym mm -hmm. lifting big numbers and um one day I was in church and the pastor was preaching on idolatry and it was the, the sermon was about idols of the heart. Yeah. And he was talking about how, you know, a lot of times our idols can, uh, biblically speaking, idolatry was worshiping other gods and other figures and things. Well, that could be money or, yeah. But he was tying it to, yeah, it could be money, it could be your job, it could even be your family, mm -hmm. right? And he's starting to think these things that people see as good can also be idols, and your life can get out of balance in that direction. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, I'll never forget it. And I was like, my health and fitness, my working out, that's an idol. Yeah. And that's put before God. Yeah. And I had to really rebalance that. So yeah. it can go both ways. Um, I think the main point of that is just to say, keep it in balance. Yeah. Well, I think usually things start to reveal if they're out of balance by the f either good or bad fruit that is the result of them. Mm -hmm. So I know when I was working 80 hours a week in marketing, I did that for about two years. Um, the fruit of that was very bad and it was really hard on the family. Um, and granted, you know, we went through it, it was a whole nother story, but anyway, it, I, after two years, I said, I, this is, I've lost two years of my kids' lives. I've been here all the time. And I was like, I'll never do that again. 
you know, but I had to f- witness the destruction that it caused with dad yeah. not being around. And, you know, and that's usually how it happens. You went through a case where you probably knew what the bad fruits were. And, and usually it's us bumping in what we're we walk into a brick wall over and over. Like, this is where I want to go. And it's causing pain. <laughs> we can't figure out like, why isn't this working or yeah. why is this hurt? And then we realize it's like you start putting the dots together. It's because that's not what God's calling us to do. And uh, so that was, yeah, it's a beautiful story. Real good story. Yeah. Um, so the next kind of topic we wanted to dive into a little bit when it came to New Year's was, <clears throat> um, you know, how can our guidance as trainers help the listeners um, put into practice these things? Because, you know, it, it's easy to talk high level and say, well, I want to, I've decided, you know, my health and fitness is not enough of a priority. Mm-hmm. And this is just the most common thing, right? The That's not a very common case for somebody to be too into health and fitness that it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. That's probably not our general listener out there. What typically happens is people find health and fitness is not enough of a priority. Usually it's because work is too much of a priority. And a lot of times what they need to do to make it more of a priority is more activity, um, more lean muscle mass, so lifting weights, a little bit more cardio to have the cardiovascular health, and then the nutrition has to be a lot better. Yeah. Right? So if you're the the average person looking to make your health and fitness a better priority, um, what are our what are our steps to take? What are our concrete recommendations that we would give those people for, for fixing that? Well, I always... I always, it's a pragmatic approach and it's somewhat, it's, it's custom and it's not custom. And what I mean by that is that someone has to look at their daily life and what are they willing to change? Because to eat right, sleep right, and work out nine times out of 10, that means a change to how you live, uh, what you eat how you sleep, all those things. Um, and there might be bad influences in your life. You know, maybe you have a group of friends, which is not uncommon group of friends. They like to go out every weekend and get hammered, right? That's not really conducive to, you know, a Friday, Saturday binge. Right. Um, so you have, I think the first thing you have to, you have to stand back. Every single one of us has to stand back and say, Am I willing to make some changes in my, how I live? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then after that, then it becomes more custom, right? Because not everyone has to change the same things. Mindset first. Yeah. Right. Notice how you touched on that. Right. Mindset first. You have to decide and be willing to do it. Then where do we go next? Well, I think a lot of people come into the gym and they don't realize what kind of sacrifice it's going to take. Right. It's not just coming into the gym and moving some weight around. It's what you do outside the gym that makes going coming in the gym effective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we say it all the time. If you if you have garbage before you come in the gym, then I'm not going to be able. We're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get the results you want. I mean, I think I shared with you just recently how I had a a trainee, and he told me over and over and over, "Hey, I'm eating the." I'm eating, I'm hitting the protein goals. I sent him his meal plan. Uh, oh yeah, I'm hitting that. I'm hitting that, hitting that, you know, 
And then we came to do his body scan, and his body scan was not positive. And I said, well, which was, um, he, he was he was stronger, he had more endurance, which was a natural progression, but one of the things that we sat down and we went through his meal plan in detail, and he was eating not even half of the protein he needed to be eating. Mm. Now he's eating the protein of a woman, wow. right? Like not even that actually, like 125 grams of protein per day. And this is a 260-pound man. Wow. So then you're like, my friend, you're not going to – I told you this from day one that this would happen, and you've been telling me you're being a protein. But he didn't really – he just thought he was. He wasn't measuring. He wasn't really counting. He just assumed that the, what he was eating was that. And when I got him to really break it down, and I, that was pretty much the average of what he ate every day, 125 grams of protein. I said, well, this is why your scan is what it is. And, you know, he was not, and he quit, you know, because he wasn't willing to make the sacrifice um, that was necessary. Yeah. I mean, that has to come first because think about that guy taking all that time, putting in all that effort, spending all that money for nothing, not to reach his goal. Right. Because he wasn't willing to to actually do what it took. And he didn't understand what it took. Um, and that's why I know it's, it's a, it's obviously a big passion for yours to hammer that home, how much protein that you right. need to be getting. And I completely agree with that. And the reason we do that is not to be redundant. It's not because we like hearing ourselves say it. It's because it is important. And think about how many times you told him that and he still didn't get it. Yeah, it's like one in one in one ear and out the other, right? And yeah. People don't understand how much it it takes and, and how necessary it is, and you're just spinning your wheels if you don't have that nutritional aspect. I mean, yeah. it, I would compare that to somebody who wants to lose weight but continues to eat in a significant calorie surplus. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense, right? It 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 you're not going to lose the weight, yeah, right? And, and it's just beating your head against the wall. It's just wasting your time. Well, and I think that is, so I, I always start with when I'm, you know, working with a new client, I start with the mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and try to get them to understand how important. And a lot of times they're like, they're coming in with a lot of energy, right? And uh, they're more willing and accepting. They might not have thought what I was going to ask them to do was that. And I can think of a few members in the gym. The first time they came in the gym, I talked to them about their their nutrition, and they're like, oh, wow, really? You know, they're like surprised what it, what they're going to have to do with their nutrition to achieve their goals. I, I think they truly thought, hey, I eat what I normally eat, and then I'm going to come in and the, well, my goals are going to be hit. That doesn't mean if you come in, you're not going to hit some goals. You might lose some weight. You might get a little bit stronger, but it either it's either going to happen. You're either not going to reach ultimately what you want, or it's going to take a very, very long time, you know. And the reason we talk about protein, protein, protein is because when you eat, when you eat like, let's say, a 40, 20, 40, um, you know, fat, carbs, protein, you know, that again, there's numbers that are custom for everybody. But the point is, is like fat will melt off and you'll achieve your goals or reach your goals faster than if you're doing like a, a, a 20, 50, you know, 30, right? 
Um, and and specify to our listeners kind of what that means if they don't so understand. So that micronutrients, you macronutrients. know. Macronutrients. Right. So, um, or macro, excuse me, macronutrients. And, you know, your uh, fats, carbohydrates, and protein, yeah. right? So we, 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 depending on goals, we push those percentages around, right? And there's, again, there's lots of different philosophies. I know a lot of people might have a different opinion. I've personally found that a 20% carb for someone who want to cut or less, the fat just melts off when they, when they stick to it. And I've seen it, you know, multiple times. So, um, and, 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 that, and the, the reason you do it that way is that you will keep more muscle mass that way mm-hmm. when you're cutting. You yeah. know, if you're not eating a protein, you're going to lose a ton of muscle mass. Yeah, I think we all learned in school. Um, was it one of Newton's laws? Mass can neither be created nor destroyed. Right. Right. So the basics of that is you eat less, you will weigh less. You eat more, you will weigh more. If you have more mass going in, you can have more mass on your body. If you have less mass going in, you will have less mass on your body. The real question is, what is the composition of that mass? Correct. And then you go down to, oh, well, you are what you eat, right? Everyone's heard that. So if you're feeding a bunch of carbohydrates and you're eating really low calories, your body's not going to keep the muscle mass. Because what is muscle mass made of? Lean body mass is made of protein, amino acids. So we have to eat the protein in order to keep, to build and keep the lean muscle mass. And we have to eat enough of it. Because our body just can't create it out thin air. Right. It has to get it. Mass can either be created nor destroyed, right? And there are plenty of processes we could get into about how the body actually does that. But at a, at a high level, that's what the body does. And so you have to have that in order to um, build that lean body mass. It's just there's, there's no other way. So back to your original question when you were asking me about the how do we help clients achieve their goals, do you have any nuanced or maybe different approaches to that? Um, the main thing I recommend for people, so I like to see, you know, thinking about weight loss from a body fat perspective, but also think about weight loss from just an overall health perspective. And what I like to do with people, if they're, if they haven't been on it at all, say they're, or, or they, they just haven't been on it lately. Right. Right. Kind of a bit of a shock to the system. What I will do is a short period of time with no carbs, because if you haven't been eating the best, a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of junk food, your body's very inflamed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's retaining a lot of water because of that. Cause it's, right. I mean, inflammation is literally like your body's saying, Oh, we're, we're sick. Like there's something wrong with us. So by cutting out all those carbs, what I found and eating a clean whole foods diet, meat, fruit, vegetables, that's basically it. People will drop the inflammation. Their bodies will heal very quickly. You know, a couple of weeks and you might see people down 10 yeah, pounds. That's a great point. I mean, if someone's coming in, you know, into the gym, most likely they're eating processed foods or mm-hmm. packaged foods, you know, and they're, that's They're all outside of the, the carbs. There's going to be lots of toxins in those. Yeah. And so you talked about eating clean, that's going to give some immediate results and relief with that inflammation going down. And the immediate results are really good for mindset. That's right. Because yeah. these, if, if somebody comes in and does that and 
they say, okay, this is what I need to do. They do it for two weeks and they see results and they go, wow, this is doable. I can do this. And now they've got this mindset of, here we go, we're going, we're going to do it. Um, but also I think at the same time by, um, staying really low carb and, um, staying really high protein. Sorry, I lost it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the, the macronutrients, the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we were talking about carbs being at 20 and protein being at 40 and then your fats at 40, give or take of those areas. Oh that... yeah. So going no carb, the thing about yeah. going no carb is it's, it's hard. Yeah. You know, um, it's very difficult for people to pull those carbs out. And so I think by making them, forcing them to do that the first week or two, it's making them do something very difficult. And if they can get through something very difficult at the beginning, it, it also helps their mindset in knowing they can tackle hard things. Right. Because it's going to be hard. You go no carb and you're used to having carbs two or three days in, you're not feeling the best. Yeah. Right. And some people, some people would give up at that point. Right. But the ones who can make it through that, it's like, all right, I know you've got the mindset that you're going to be able to make it through this. And then from there, it, it just, it becomes easier. They're, they're excited because they've got some results. They've done some hard things. And then you can start phasing carbs back in at a healthy level, um, up to like that 20% right, because right. it's very helpful for energy, especially if you have somebody coming in who's already pretty lean. Um, you don't want to go like a really, really long time with no carbs. Right. 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 Um, because they, they will have very poor energy levels. Right. And you don't want people to be just like dragging. Oh, I got no energy. I can't, I can't do anything, you know? So, so we give that back to them a little bit, um, as time goes on sure. and that's dependent to the client, but yeah. that's kind of, if you're looking for a reset, a restart, kind of getting your body back into shape, I, I would either recommend a no carb, um, for a period of time, maybe try it a couple weeks or a month in, in January. Um, I also really like going, doing some fasting too, mm -hmm. whether that's at an intermittent level or just a, a, a longer fast. The intermittent fasting is a lot easier for a lot of people. Cut it down only twice a day, you know, eat lunch and dinner. Yeah. Don't eat breakfast. Don't eat till yeah. noon every day. And then have your food done by 8, 8 p.m. every yeah. evening. And that gives you a 16 hour intermittent fast. Your body's not used to, it has time to be cleared out. Um, and not be digesting food. I think that can be a great thing. And that's not an all the time thing because that is going to help you typically lose a little bit of weight, reset your metabolism a little bit, but it's not something you have to do all the time to be healthy. Um, and then there's also more of a long-term fast and you could go as little as 24 hours or up to many days. Um, and that's another, I think, be careful with it, but, but it's, it's a, a good reset. Uh, I, I, I love intermittent fasting. Yeah. I think it's very effective, um, depending on your goals, you know, but, uh, you know, you know, I suffer from migraines and intermittent fasting brings that up, brings them on immediately. Mm. So, and the reason I know I still have that issue with fasting is that Sunday mornings I don't eat before I go to church. And if I go to the seven thirty AM, uh, mass, then I'm fine. I'm eating by, because usually by 7.30 a.m. I've got 60 grams in me. So, uh, but I don't eat before I go to church. And then, but if I go to 9.30 and I haven't eaten, about halfway through that mass, that migraine's starting to come on. Mm. So, um, 
I know that it's hard for me to, I used to fast a lot in my, in my twenties and thirties. And I just, it's not something I can do anymore, but I highly recommend it. Well, let's go back to something we talked about last week, um, about obstacles. Yeah. Right. That's, that's kind of an obstacle for you. That's something that you, you can't do. And like we talked about, just because we recommend certain things doesn't mean it can't be done without it. So you've, you're a very healthy individual, achieved health and fitness goals, all that stuff without doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. Right. It can be done. Yeah. Do we think it's helpful? Do we recommend it? Do even you recommend it? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's not something that you can do and it can still be done. So that's just a testament right there to say, Hey, you had kind of a limiting factor, but you overcame it. Yeah. Um, I would say another limiting factor for you was having five children, right? Yes. That's a lot. So I yeah. mean, you, you've got, a, you had a lot of your, in your fifties. Yes. Right. Yeah. All of these limiting factors yet look at the health and fitness level you've still achieved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, and that's, it's probably fairly common that there, that when someone, if they get really fit in their fifties, that might be the cycle that you see because of family and, you know, stuff like that. But I think, as you also alluded to other later, and I'm probably just as acceptable to this as anyone else, time, experiences, and failures gave me wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, if I were to take the wisdom I have now and go back to my 20s, I would be, uh, be fit through the whole thing because I, I would understand priorities better, you yeah. know? That's why you're you're ahead of the game. Well, a little bit. Um, there are still things that there's only such a high level of wisdom you can have at a certain age. I'm still right. learning a lot every day, right? And you know, the level of wisdom I'm going to have when I'm your age is hopefully close to the level of wisdom no, that you bring. Fine. So <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, so one other thing that I wanted to touch on a little bit was. Talking about some of the the challenges um, that we face, kind of generally just in this world, but of challenges we saw a lot of clients, a lot a lot of our our trainees face in 2023 in this past mm-hmm. year, um, and just how how we were able to overcome them, and then what those challenges look like moving forward into 2024. Yeah, um, boy, the number of challenges that are brought to our attention are numerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, challenges kind of, re- uh, show, I mean, in our clients kind of hits at our, their fortitude, right? Yeah. You know, um, you know, and, you know, no one, I mean, hey, every one of us, you know, if, if, if I have a, uh, there's limits to what's going to, you know, I should say there's our barriers that will keep me out of the gym. Like if I have a child in the hospital, I'm not going to the gym. Right. Yeah. That's, I understand. I mean, understanding those things are important. Um, but if I am dealing with, uh, a difficult coworker at work or a, um, or just a situation at work, cause a lot of people's problems come from their work. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or they're, they're so damn busy or they're, they got a very 
you know, demanding situation. Uh, I think of a, one of our clients that we have now that I train and she's just, she has a, a, an extraordinarily difficult situation going on at work, but she's showing up. Okay. And that shows fortitude. Right. And, you know, so when they, when they do show up, you know, you need to be like, so, I mean, that's like a milestone moment for them. Mm-hmm. It should be. And you need to treat it as such. Yeah. Because we're all human beings and that pat on the back is important, right? Yeah. Um, and so when someone, make, they make it in, like they, maybe they couldn't sleep all night. I know that's, you know, or they didn't feel great, but they came in or they're d- dealing with a breakup or something like that, but they come in. Mm-hmm. I always just go, you know what? It's like, Congratulations to you for coming in. I know that wasn't easy, right? And so as a trainer, um, we need to be very supportive of those situations. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, One of the big things that kind of came to my mind that maybe hasn't been as prevalent the past few years is the economy. Mm. And, you know, that affects different people in different ways, but... I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, it has a big impact on people's health and fitness and it can. And I think we've seen that a lot throughout 2023 and who knows what's going to happen, but you know, it, it sure seems like that, that may be a, a a trend that continues. Um, you know, it's harder to, you know, sometimes people have to work more hours in order to provide and feed their family. Right. And so then that, we've seen that, that cuts in on time. Yeah. For the gym or maybe, you know, it's just, can't fit in the budget anymore to pay for, you know, one-on-one training or group training or something. You got to go to working out on your own or something like that. Um, and a lot of times I think people, and it's, it's stress too. Yeah. Right. And so the stress of that can affect people significantly as well. They're not as focused on the gym, on their own health and fitness. I think that's a big thing that, that we find. It's another stat that, um, I don't have the figures in front of me, but I know it's, it's astounding. The healthier people are during good economic times versus how unhealthy they get during bad economic times, Mm -hmm. because, um, bad economic times, you're working all the time. You're stressed out. You don't put your health first because you have other things that are more important. Good economic times, you know, the money's flowing, everybody's doing pretty good and you can spend money on it. You can spend time on it. Um, and so, you know, to, to people who maybe are, things are getting a little tight in that area or a little stressed just due to some of the economic impacts, you know, what, what would you recommend to those people to still stay on their health and fitness? And why is it important even in these times? Well, you mentioned the word stress and stress has a domino effect of issues, right? It's, um, it makes you Stress is kind of one of those things that makes you make irrational decisions, decisions that are not uh, healthy for you. Uh, I always tell people that if they're emotional, don't be making any big decisions, right? Because you're not going to see the forest or the woods. You Mm -hmm. have to, you have to, I always try to tell my kids, try to look through, don't make decisions emotionally, make decisions through reason and logic, Mm -hmm. okay? So, you know, if you're stressed, you know, I understand sometimes, um, 
you know, money's money, you know, and they have to, if they don't have the money to come in the gym, then they make arrangements to uh, get their fitness some other ways. And I know people that have had to do that, mm -hmm. right? Because the money's so tight. But uh, I always tell, uh, so what I tell my kids, I would tell adults is um, try not to make emotional decisions. Yeah. Think about things from a reason logic standpoint, even if it's, you know, true that, hey, uh, money's tight, I need to make decisions. Make sure that if you can't afford to come to the gym that you're making a viable option to maintain your fitness. Mm -hmm. And because the other thing that stress affects, eating. Yeah. So, um, you know, you don't want to be paying for the gym if you're stress eating. Yeah. Because then you're going to be very frustrated. Yeah. You know, and that's, a, that's another hurdle. So practicing uh, stress uh, relief techniques, you know, to and talking to them to, you know, sometimes just talking to my kids about, you know, look at it from a reason logic standpoint. Yeah. And then make your decision. And I, you know, I think that's a, an important approach to our trainees. And sometimes that gets into, you know, uh, talking to your clients a little bit, you know, cause yeah. you're, you're trying to help them achieve their health goals. And sometimes that's, you know, they come and they kind of can, I don't want to call it a confessional, but it's kind of like they kind of reveal some things going on in their lives. Yeah. So, you know, yes, you know, we don't want to take away from business time to talk to them for a whole an hour about this situation because that's their hour to train. But a little bit of time can be taken mm -hmm. to kind of address as quickly as possible and be very supportive of how to how do we separate the emotion of this and look yeah. at the reality of the situation and remove the emotion from it. Yeah. Um, so I, that's you know that's very pragmatic, and that's what I I would apply to anyone actually. Yeah, <clears throat> I was talking to a member. I've talked to him multiple times about this, actually, but he was just recently talking to me about it again. Um, he has been in the lumber industry, lumber sales, mm -hmm. and um, his name is Brian. I think mm -hmm. you, you probably know yeah. what I'm talking about. And he was uh, kind of talking to me about you know the tough tough times um, that he went through back in the the recession, the, the housing market recession back in 08, 09, mm -hmm. and you know nobody was building houses nobody was buying lumber and and how much work he had to put in getting extra job things like that and you know he was telling me that before all that i mean he was in fantastic shape i mean he he loves to work out he's a guy that's in the gym every day he's gonna put in the work that's necessary but the stress was so high and the amount of work he had to do was so high that he just couldn't focus on his health and fitness at all anymore mm -hmm. and he he lost all that progress and really these last, you know, few years, you know, once, once that kind of settled down, things got fine. He, he got back in the gym, but it, it took a while to build that back. And it took right. a while to get back where he was. And, you know, I just people who are considering um, taking some time off, I just want to say, you know, still commit yourself to getting in the gym. You can get you can get a plan in fitness for 10 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Is it the best? by no means right but you can still be fit going to planet fitness if you put in the other uh work and dedication so 
keep active, keep on it, try to maintain what you've got, try to continue eating healthy, right? Save the money, don't eat out, cook at home, you know, buy healthy foods, they're cheaper anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, I think that goes a long way. And, you know, whenever you are in a position to be able to spend more time on your health and fitness than you can, because, you know, family comes first, um, feeding the family, things like that. I understand those stressors are there. Big expenses come up, whether it's a bad economy or not, big expenses come up. Um, people lose jobs. Um, people, you know, have pay differences and things that, that throw them off. But, you know, no matter what, just understand that your health and fitness, kind of like your faith, is a journey that, that has to be there no matter what. Yeah. You're going to have up and downs in your faith. You're going to have up and downs in your, your gym journey. And, yeah. And, and, and that's to be expected. We both have, right? So, yeah. um, but that's what gives us wisdom. Every single human on the planet gets wisdom from evaluating their stress or their failures correctly. Absolutely. So. Well, Matt, um, you got anything else you want to add today? No, no. We've been going for a good hour. So perfect um, timing. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we had a good podcast. Well, uh, try to be hitting new topics every week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like we said last week, if you listened to last week's podcast, we're very open to topics. Um, we want to talk about what you guys want us to talk about and what you guys want to hear. So um, drop your email for us, Matt. Uh, CPT period Kansas City at gmail.com. Okay, so that's the email that you want to hit if you have any questions that you want to be brought up on the podcast. You know, I'd love to get a com- compilation of questions and do like a Q&A. Um, if you have any topics you'd love us to discuss that are more high-level topics that we could do a whole podcast on, we'd love that too because we're here for you guys. You know, we want to we wanna, uh, spread our wealth of knowledge in the, in the fitness um, field, and we want to spread that to you guys. So I just want to thank everybody for listening. I thank you for joining me, Matt. I hope you enjoyed this episode two of Loading the Bar podcast, um, and we'll see you guys again next week. All right. Take care, guys.